Welcome to this week's episode of Whiskey and Mash. week's episode of Whiskey and Mash. I am Chris Pullman. And I am Corey Ackerman. And this week we'll be talking about the last two episodes of season 10. Uh, episode 20, Picture This, and episode 21, That Darn Kid. Darn Kid. Anyway, picture that. Where you begin in the best tent. This. Hawkeye comes walking in. Picture no this. Picture this. Not that this. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Okay, but let's talk about this now. Okay. So Hawkeye walks in, no shoes, crawls under the table after he gets his food, and says, I knew it! Finds the socks, the missing socks. BJ stole his socks. So him and BJ are in this huge fight about stealing socks. Him and Winchester are fighting, BJ and Winchester are fighting. It's just a mess. But at the same mm -hmm. time, um, Colonel Potter is thinking, what can I get Mildred, which is his wife, for her next birthday. Mm -hmm. I need ideas. Margaret oh. says, why don't you get her something from, you know, Korea? He's like, oh, he hates that stuff. The only thing she pictures. likes yeah. are pictures of people. And I'm that yeah. way, so I understand. Yeah. And so he said, yay, I'll paint all of you. Mm -hmm. So he got them all together to paint. Well, with the three of Hawkeye, BJ, and Winchester not getting along, they wouldn't even stand next to each other. Mm -hmm. And the picture seemed to be a mess. And he's like, okay, I have an idea. And then his idea was to do just two at a time. But at the same time, hmm. someone mentioned to Hawkeye that they have um, an open hut because someone ended up going home and the hut is $8 a month. Can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> and so Hawkeye rented the hut for $8 a month, and he can have his own place, which at first he danced and danced and had a great time, but we'll talk about what happened later. Yeah. But as they were painting the picture two by two, Margaret heard a story from um, Winchester, and, um, wait, father heard a story from yeah, Winchester. Because, yeah, Winchester and Father were in the same, same group, like, line. Yeah, in the same column, so they were getting painted together. So Margaret and Hawkeye were in the same column, so Margaret had a story for Hawkeye saying mm -hmm. something, and um, Klinger. Klinger had a story for BJ. So mm -hmm. they all thought they were solving the problem of mm -hmm. the three living together, where each one didn't know the other one did it, mm -hmm. and they all thought that their idea was great and wonderful yeah. until the end when they all got together posing for the very last picture Colonel Potter said I'm all finished mm -hmm. and, and they, they figured everything out and exploded well, yeah because the lies the three non-swamp mates had told all came unraveled and that got the three swamp mates all unraveled and the proverbial and, uh, crap hit the fan the proverbial crap hit the fan Yeah, a good episode though yeah. I like it's this one because darker. I love when um, Potter does his drawings. Pardon me, I'm just gonna light because it's raining here. <laughs> it's been raining here Every all summer, day. and it's raining again. And despite the fact that we are doing this during normal daylight hours, even during it the is winter, getting dark. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, 
I thought that it was neat, uh, the, the people that they're having in these episodes. Uh, you know, we see Igor in this episode. Um, and then the next one we have some recurring characters up and yeah but you know in this one i thought it was neat that igor was um had an important role to play in a couple places you know he's the one who told hawk about the hut Mm -hmm. that sergeant whatever his name was uh we'll call him uh uh uh, uh, mcguffin sergeant (laughs) mcguffin um (laughs) left and allowed um the plot to continue but then also when bj and charles came to breakfast uh the day after all this uh sock stealing nonsense eager was the one who hawkeye was complaining to and it's like can you imagine having to live with two of those jerks yeah they they had a hard time imagining living with one (laughs) they wanted me to tell you what was it those two over there want to tell you that there's an epi seat over there completely opposite of where they were yeah so that was but you know what when you have three it's a little bit harder because there's usually two and one mm-hmm. but you know you never th- see the three getting along so it had to be weird for hawkeye to see bj and winchester be the two well and you know we see that but then we also start to see that actually it's not that there's two that get along and one that doesn't it's all three of them get along and don't all at the same time time. because once hawkeye's out of the mix uh winchester realizes that hawkeye is the buffer against bj's incessant letters about his daughter and wife and that's one of the issues because poor erin was so excited because she told her parents she had her mama she had to go potty so her mom was so excited, she told all the waitresses, mm-hmm. and so they brought her ice cream as a celebration because she told her mom she had to go potty, but then she had an accident because mm-hmm. they waited too long. Yeah. So, and that's what happens when you have mm-hmm. little ones. Yeah. And um, so Margaret's way of solving things was she told Hawkeye that... Aaron had a bladder infection. Mm. Or she made it seem that way. Yeah, I don't know she, if she actually said it. I don't think she said exactly what it was. I wasn't paying She just as said close medical issues. Yeah. So And then talked about the fact that Aaron had an accident and I think Hawkeye just inferred what Margaret intended to infer. Exactly. But um So yeah, Klinger went um to BJ and said things I'm trying to think what he said. That Winchester was trying to split them up. So yeah. He was doing this on purpose. Yeah. And Margaret went to Hawkeye. And, um... Father went to father. Charles and was just saying something to the effect of... Hawkeye's lonely. Yeah. You know, and it, would, it would mean a lot to him if he could come back. And then, you know, that his uh, father's deal was, well, we can't let him know. You know, Everyone said we, can't, we can't let anyone know. Yeah, and so Charles, of course, was very willing to play along with this, and he's like, "Well, I mean, if if he wants to come back, let him come sure, back. Sure, that's fine with me. But yeah, go for so it." So he didn't have to listen to BJ rant on about his children. <laughs> yeah, child. about the potty issues. Yes. So, um, yeah, and again, it just it it all begins to unravel, and I think there was really only um. 
kind of that one plot. I mean, I don't think there yeah, was like a there B wasn't plot. A subplot. There was kind of a plot one, two, and three, but not an A and B. You know, it's right, a, it was right. like parallel because we had again like the, Winchester, the left, co- the... yeah, the right column, the left column, and the center column from the picture, but we didn't have other plots going on. It was just these three that we saw intersect every so often. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't really have a lot else. I, mean, I don't either. There yeah. just wasn't a lot to talk about in this one, but um, the picture turned out great. I actually, yeah. in my mind, for some reason, pictured everyone in the photo being angry. But when it shows mm. the photo at the end, it's a very nice photo of the camp. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's one later well, where they're angry. Well, it was for sure when uh, Potter, when when Charles is first there within his first oh, yeah, season. There's right. that, yeah. He's That's trying, the one I'm thinking of. He's trying to ingratiate himself with the old man, and so he poses for a portrait, and then uh, for whatever reason, it's not like it's a picture, but he ends up, you know, like shouting at Potter, and so Potter paints him shouting. Yep, that's the way he painted him. <laughs> what? So, and I think that's a picture I kept yeah. picturing in my mm-hmm. head as they're doing this one, but it was yeah. just a very nice picture. Mm-hmm. I think his wife will love it. I agree. Now, I uh, one issue I had with this um, was when Potter said something akin to, I'll paint a picture of you. Uh, uh, Mildred's heard so much about you it'll be like the gangs come over to eat she's never seen you before Where she? that's wrong she has seen their families but they have never seen uh, them she's seen them where? at that party where no, their families were they took a picture in front of the Fort Knox sign but not and personally I think is what he was saying not personally but she's seen them and before and I know and that she has seen their families because I thought the same thing well, no. but then I, I I talked in my own head no but yeah I, under, I understand that she's seen their families but she's seen them in the picture at that family reunion but a picture is not the same as a human. Okay, but he's sending a picture back for the same reason. Okay. okay. <laughs> That's my issue, is he's sending a picture, picture. but she's so, already seen a picture, and he, in my mind, when he said, she's never seen you, so I'll send a picture, it's like, no. <laughs> she's seen but he bl- kept saying that in this, bo- in this picture that he was painting, he wanted to catch the essence of their happiness. Yeah. Which he so, does. Which he does at the end. He's, he actually seems to be quite a good it. painter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, any anything else from your side of the... Well, I just thought the ending was funny because mm. you have to know what BJ was complaining about was Winchester always playing his music so loud. Mm-hmm. They were complaining about oh, Hawkeye having his lights on all the time. Mm. And... BJ always thinks he's this perfect person, but actually he's the one that annoys both of them at the end because mm-hmm. he starts reading this letter from Pig. Oh my gosh, Aaron did this, and oh my god. So Hawkeye gets up, walks over to Winchester's um, phonograph, and turns it up. Uh-huh. <laughs> As like a hint, hint. Yeah. We've heard enough about Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. hard, though, when you have a child not to talk about him or a grandchild. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do my best, but I know, like, I have a couple of friends at work, and when we go on walks in the afternoon, it a lot of times it ends up being about, 
You know, kids, 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 family, marriage, kids, kids. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's You're in your like... early 20s. I, I shouldn't be, but I'm. this is where I'm at, so this is what I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I understand. Yeah. I find myself, and I'm not the parent, I'm the grandparent. Yeah. Kids, 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 kids. Yeah. Yep. After church last night, a friend of mine, we sat there for a half an hour that's, comparing pictures. That's why it took you all so long to get home. I drove around the neighborhood three times. I, I didn't know. want to park you out of the garage. I know. Oh, my goodness. But, uh, I was showing pictures of you. <laughs> Anything else about this episode? Nope. Okay. I turned my page. Okay. Um, <laughs> couple of notes off of IMDb, because uh, the MASH wiki doesn't have anything. IMDb, uh, to show the horrors of war, Alan Alda had it written into his contract that each episode had to have at least one scene taking place in the OR. This episode is one of the only few exceptions that has no OR scene. Oh. R. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Winchester is listening to Tchaikovsky's Sixth Symphony while he and BJ are in the swamp. So there you go. There somebody you go. somebody went back through and identified that. Uh, guest stars recurring cast, we have Jeff Maxwell, of course, as Igor Straminsky, and John Fujioka as the peasant who rents Hawkeye the Hut. Uh, production code was 1G17. Writer was Karen Hall. Director, Burt Metcalf. Original air date, April 5th, 1982. Alright, next up, That Darn Kid, which apparently is uh, off of the movie That Darn Cat, uh, according to IMDb, whose plot is, after a kidnapped bank teller uses a neighbor's wandering cat to send an SOS, the FBI assigns a cat allergic agent to the case. Sure, cool, that works. Uh, <laughs> it does nothing to do sure, with the Sure, not really, not at all. Alright, they do that though, they like, they, they um, take over other movie titles throughout the show. Alright. So, um, basically, that darn kid, what happens is uh, we start the episode with a peddler coming into camp. Uh, we've seen this guy before. He is Richard Lee Sung. He is in camp because he knows that uh, it's going to be payday. And further, something that we find out right away in that same scene is that Hawkeye is going to be paymaster again. Yay. And they actually refer to the fact that he's been paymaster before, and he says, why do I have to do it? I've been it before, and Potter says, because I like people with experience. Mm -hmm. Whatever. So, he's paymaster, people come in, he tries to get the money locked up, uh, Klinger had bought a goat off the peddler, he puts the goat in his office, he puts the payroll in his footlocker in his office, for whatever reason, while they're in OR, the goat cho chews through his rope, chews through Klinger's footlocker, chews through the canvas bag that the money was in, and eats the payroll. Okay, well, that brings an investigator to see what happened to the over $22,000 of payroll, which, by the way... 22340 uh, ...would be equivalent to about $203,000 $203, in 2015, so that'd be a little higher today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the investiga investigator comes, says, well, according to what I can find out, you're responsible for it. You signed 
for the uh, $24,300, $22,340 is left to pay. That's what you're on the hook for. Your wages will be garnished here and in civilian life until it's paid off. Potter sticks up for Hawkeye. The investigator says, fine, where's your proof that you didn't steal it? And Hawkeye has nothing. Because... Because no one had seen anything. Um, we'll talk about that in a second. But then, uh, there is a B-plot here. Uh, BJ tries to buy a vase off of the peddler. Oh, yes. But then Winchester takes a look at it and offers the peddler over three times as much as what BJ was willing to pay. And then when he doesn't have any money, he tells the peddler, I will give you $50 tomorrow if you wait. Keep in mind, a month's rent at a hut was $8. Yes. Uh, so, I mean, you know, if we think about a single-room apartment, let's just call it 400 for the sake of argument, uh, we're, we're talking roughly $20,000, maybe, so, um, for this vase. Yeah, in today's one. Because <coughs> um, Charles thinks it's this antique vase that he's going to buy and send back to the States and make a fortune off of. Uh, the money gets eaten. Charles hadn't been paid, but Rizzo was. Rizzo was willing to give him a loan at 100% interest per day. And so Charles ends up uh, giving Rizzo his whole pay for the whole month. He just assumed that he would be getting paid. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't because of the goat and things. Uh, He does end up paying off Rizzo after all the pay comes in. But at that point, he destroyed the vase because he figured out that it was a two-bit vase, literally. Do you know how much two bits is? 50 cents. There you go. Is it 50 cents or is it 25? I thought two, I thought oh. a bit was half of a quarter. Could be. I thought it was two. Yeah, I thought a bit, a bit was a half, was of, half a quarter. of a quarter. So yeah. two bits would be a quarter? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought. Not I'm sure. going to look that up. Okay. Because um, I like to be right. <laughs> Ask Laura. I like how Rizzo was trying to get Hawkeye to bribe the investigator. Because... Yeah. Then he could get another person on the hook for... Mm-hmm. He actually, I think, tried for father, too, if I remember correctly. Well, he tried to give <laughs> the father money for the orphans, and yeah. At an interest rate. Mm-hmm. And 12 and a half cents. In the United States, the bit is equal to one-eighth of a dollar, or 12 and a half cents. Yep, okay. Yeah. Not so a, two bits would be a quarter. Yes. Shave and a haircut, two bits. Two bits. 25 cents. Um, but uh, so Rizzo tries to loan money to the father for the orphans he says no he tries to loan money to Hawkeye to bribe the major who comes in to investigate him Hawkeye's like what good is that going to do me go away leave me alone Major Van Zandt Uh, but what they end up doing is Potter and Klinger help Hawkeye by arranging to get Van Zandt out of the VIP tent put the goat in put the goat in and put some molasses on this report that Van Zant has to give to General whatever his name is. Again, we'll call him um, MacGuffin. Um, <laughs> that Van Zant has to give to General MacGuffin. A lot of MacGuffins this week. You know, I mean, <laughs> we could call him Smith, too. Okay. MacGuffin, <laughs> MacGuffin is fine. <laughs> we can also call him Plot Point A. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, the goat eats the the report the Van Zandt is supposed to give to General Smith McGuffin plot point A. 
uh, I believe that's his first, middle, and last name. And um, then they say, uh, Potter and Hawkeye come in and basically say, now look, Van Sant, you're off the hook if the goat is known to be a paper eater. Or you're both going to jail if he's yeah. not. And so Van Zant is just basically, okay, but we're never going to meet again or else I'm going to just throw the book at you. So everything basically works out in the end. And again, uh, Charles ends up broke at the end of this because he owes Rizzo $250 when he actually gets paid. 200 Which for is interest. exactly how much he made. Yeah, 200 for interest, 50 for principal. Yeah. Anything... Um, I think you touched on all the things I've written out down okay. because, like, I tried to pray hit... we met her never cross paths, like, cross paths again. Yeah, I tried to hit the high points, but I end yeah. up doing a lot more than that normally. <laughs> um, uh, it is interesting when Char when uh, Rizzo gets paid. Uh, when Hawkeye pays him, Rizzo is trying to count back his money. Oh my gosh. It was frustrating to watch. And then someone would talk. Hello, hello. Oh, I've got to start over. Tim. Hello, hello. <laughs> like, Tim. Stop, stop trying to count your money. <laughs> and then. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That part had to be hard to play. Oh, God, I hope nuts. so. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, he. He has, I don't know how much a, a sergeant of his rank would make, but he obviously has more than 50 to loan to Charles, uh, which is great for him because he actually ends up quite ahead. And Charles, again, Charles thought that it was an antique vase. Right. That he was going to make a fortune on. And this was an episode that made me think of Frank when he yeah. found an antique vase at mm -hmm. one point. Yeah. But his actually was one. Yes, and the captains replaced it with a bedpan. Yes, and <laughs> mailed it to his wife, and he said, take good care of this. I thought that was great. <laughs> and they gave it to the people that mm. deserved it, which yeah. was the country. Yeah. Uh, another part that I thought was great in this episode, when uh, after the goat eats the payroll, and uh, Hawkeye has explained to everyone, we can't pay <laughs> you uh, because... The goat ate it. And Margaret is one of the people up in front who's just screaming at him. Uh, we see Kelly scream at him when when Rizzo's getting paid. But uh, Margaret's there screaming when he's telling everybody, I can't pay you. But let's have a drink at the bar to, uh, to, to settle everything down. And Margaret says something to the effect of, how do you have money? As it happens... Um, I was the very first one paid. <laughs> well, seriously, if you're paymaster, wouldn't you pay yourself first? Darn right, I wouldn't. I know. would do. Yeah, but then they go to the bar and Igor says, Look, Captain, I was waiting for payday to get the money to order the new stuff. So there was no booze. So then they go to the swamp and he boozes everyone up. On gin. On gin. Yeah, we'll call it gin. Uh, apparently it worked <laughs> because they were all passed out. Yeah. Um... What else? That was, it's a memorable scene. I'm, it's not my favorite scene, but it's a memorable scene because then, like, Charles comes in with his vase. Which he thinks is precious. And people keep, like, knocking into him, and he's just on edge and calling them imbeciles and everything else because, don't make me drop it! And then, uh, BJ comes in and just, hey, everybody, good news! You're free to go! And starts throwing people out. <laughs> and Hawkeye, what's going on? 
your half of the still is empty, my half is closed. <laughs> so that's kind of interesting to me. It's just, that's it, everybody out. Mm -hmm. And then when Potter walks into the swamp directly after that, now, I just bring this up because of the state we live in. Do you remember Potter's comment? Uh-huh. This smells oh. like what made Milwaukee famous. famous. Yes. <laughs> it smelled like booze. Beer. Yeah. Which makes sense, because they were probably using some sort of... They used to have Milwaukee baths, but yeah. Yeah. They hops were... of some sort. Mm, hops or wheat, or maybe even just rice to fuel the fermentation process. But that that I think that's basically it, because... They were too, like... Not my favorite episodes, no. but, you know. They, they were light. They were light. Which was fine. You know, we don't need a heavy episode all the time. Light ones are fine. Exactly. Um, other notes on this. Let's see here. I, I have Winchester at the end with Rizzo. Because I love when Rizzo says, you know, Winchester oh, gave him all his money. And yeah. he's like, well, how am I going to make it through the month? I don't have any money left. With and the Rizzo's hep like, of a with friend. With the hep of a friend. Ha, friend. <laughs> ha, friend. Yeah, exactly. And oh when Rizzo God. talks, it's just so funny to me. Get hep. out of my face, Louisiana hep. Bayou bum. <laughs> um, I help you. I help you. <laughs> Uh, during the investigation into the missing payroll, neither the investigator nor Hawkeye, Colonel Potter, or Klinger ever mentioned the physical evidence. Oh, the fact that the gold? Ate through Klinger's... Oh, yeah. The footlocker. And the pack that the money was in. Which would have been fairly hard to fake. Right. You know, um, and I get that, like, Hawkeye and Klinger were the ones who saw the goat with his head in the footlocker, and that Van... Zant would have said that there were no eyewitnesses other than them. But, but there were. You're there right. were. Those two were eyewitnesses. And yeah, the physical evidence is pretty hard to dismiss in this case. So I there there are some inconsistencies there, but um again, it's a memorable episode just because uh Hawkeye's paymaster again. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't happen too often, but eh. <laughs> this is not on my must watch or top ten list, you know, for sure. Yeah. Anything else on oh. this? Okay. I think we're going to get done quicker this week when we have nothing to get to than last week when I <laughs> rambled on and you had a, a, a movie something to, get to, to get to. I'm sorry about that, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, guest stars recurring cast. We have G.W. G. Bailey as Sergeant Luther Rizzo. John P. Ryan as Major Van Zant, Jeff Maxwell as Igor Straminski. Richard Lee Sung as the peddler, farmer, however you want to call him. Kelly Nakahara as Lieutenant Kelly Yamato. And... Tom Kindle as the GI. I don't know where the GI would have come in. I don't know either. Maybe somebody shouting in line? Could be. Could, Could be. be. Uh, production code was 1G19. Writer, Karen Hall. Director, ooh, David Ogden Steers. Ooh, I haven't heard him in a while. Yeah. I I don't know if this is, is this the first, first one. one? That's what I was going to say. I don't know if this is the first one that Major Winchester directed or not. Hmm. I don't know. Now that you see it, I don't yeah. know if we've heard it at all. I'm not sure. But good for him. Yeah. No, that's one thing I love about um, TV shows that are long running is they start to allow the cast to explore. Because they know it well enough mm -hmm. where they can do other yeah. things. You know, I know like on, on Star Trek Voyager, I'm taking this side, obviously, uh, Star Trek Voyager, they let the cast direct episodes as well, which ends up... Uh, 
getting like Tim Ross Tuvok into um, directing his own little series there with uh, Walter Koenig. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. Renegades. It was Star Trek Renegades, and then Star Trek had this whole thing where they were cracking down on people using Star Trek, so then they just called it Renegades. But still, point being, yeah. um, I love it when shows allow actors the chance to... To grow. To grow, yeah, into more than just being actors. And I think they become happier, too, because they feel more part of it and mm -hmm. more ownership towards what they're doing. Same as Absolutely. any job. If mm -hmm. you give your employees ownership yeah. and pride, mm -hmm. they're going to do a better job. Absolutely. So Absolutely agree. let's work on it. Yeah. Uh, original <laughs> air date, April 12th. 1982 that darn kid all right uh that's it for this week uh thank you for tuning in whether this is your first time listening to us or um uh your return listener this is the second to last season of the of vanilla mash i'll call it uh we should have three seasons of after mash but there's only one more season of mash coming up uh i i fully intend to do an episode on our top 10 episodes mm -hmm. I after intend mash. At, before you know between mash and after mash <laughs> uh, and then I also would like to do one uh, on the special because like the uh, I, I have as one collection I have or another where they did a special where they got as many of the surviving cast together as they could oh, okay. and they all talk about their experiences on mash so that's that would be neat to kind of bookend this right. in my opinion um, but we're, we're coming up to the end of MASH. Uh, we still would like to grow our listener base because I don't intend for this to be it. When we're done with MASH, I don't intend for it to be the end of this podcast. Um, I think we're going to go on to Frasier. We keep saying that. We'll see when we get there. Uh, I just do Tyler what Moore. Chris tells me to do because he <laughs> runs this whole thing. He says, show up on this day, and I, I hit show the up. Buttons. He hits when, the buttons. He knows all where to go. So When things go wrong, off, I, buddy. I copy, paste, delete, defrag. Yeah. Um, but, you know, help us grow our listener base. If you, if you feel that you want to help support this podcast, that would be the best way to do that, is to help us grow our listener base. Share this on Facebook. We have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash whiskeyandmash. Every time I post a new episode, I put the synopsis out there so you can share that. And I also put the link there so you can share that um, so that other people can find us. You can find us over on our website, narclaninc.com slash whiskeyandmash, or just the homepage, narclaninc.com. Go to the podcast link. Go to the Whiskey and Mash page. There on that page are links to mp3s of all of our back episodes you can either download them or stream them right from the website there are two links as well toward the top of that page one is an email link so you can email us directly here at the podcast i don't know that anybody's actually done that yet if you have and we haven't responded uh something's wrong with the email server please head over to facebook there's the other link on that page let us know on our facebook page that the email link isn't working uh, like our page so you can stay up to date when we release a new episode. We are out there on uh, your favorite podcast application, uh, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, also Stitcher Radio. You can follow us there so that you get the new episodes downloaded to your podcast playing device automatically. Uh, please, anything you can do to help us get a larger audience is appreciated. Uh, I know that we did a little Facebook uh, boost campaign a little while ago to boost our audience that brought in some new people 
Uh, might do that again, we'll see. But, you know, we, we don't make anything off of this. We're not looking to. We just like watching the episodes and then talking about them afterward and putting the content out there for all of you to listen to. So, if you feel like this was worth your time, help us grow our audience, share it with somebody you know, a friend, friend a family member, a coworker, an enemy, we don't mind. <laughs> That's always my line, and you always laugh, which is cool. Um, I'm so predictable. <laughs> so... <laughs> That, that's my uh, last plea to you. So, thank you for tuning in. I am Chris. I am Gloria. And you have a great week. See you next time. Outro button. <laughs> this is where the outro goes. Outro goes. Outro goes. Okay. You can get a walk in between the rocks. Good luck. It's already started and stopped raining twice while we were in here. Yeah. Yay, rain! Bye, everyone.